0: Hello Career of Starstrider, this is Francesca speaking. Well, this season has been a wild ride. From the pandemic, to delays, to enormous cliffhangers, it has taken a lot to get it all delivered to your ears, but now a finale is here and we hope you enjoy it. We are currently preparing to go into production for Season 3 of The Pilgrimage Saga, which will also be our final season. As such, we have decided to crowdfund to support all of our incredible cast and crew who contribute or have contributed to this show. If you've enjoyed the content we've put out so far, please consider donating to our Indiegogo campaign. Times are hard at the moment for everyone, so if you can't, we completely understand. We would be extremely grateful for even a pound as a contribution, but please donate within your means. If you'd like to read more about our campaign, please click the link in the description for more information that's it for me. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Star stride around.
1: If you spin a coin in the vacuum of space, it will spin on indefinitely. Imagine it. A tiny sphere of blurred motion, stuck in its endless rotation for all eternity. Nothing to slow it down, Nothing to change its trajectory. Just a never-ending cycle of revolution after revolution. Some people, people who have never been beyond the stars, think that the cold, vastness of space is quiet, comforting. I can tell you that it's not. Here's the thing about being a doctor. You can look after people, patch them up, take away their pain, and heal their bodies but you can't hold them back. You can't stop them from going and going and going until they run out of steam and burn up or black out. You can't just put a plaster on an obsession. You can't dole out antibiotics for someone who thinks that the fate of our whole species is on their shoulders. It's even harder when you have a guilty sneaking suspicion that they might be right. When you're tailing a comet tied to a force of nature so powerful, burning so brightly that you're almost drunk on the joy of being by their side. It's difficult to remember that even comets have to stop eventually. Even comets can flicker out. I became a doctor because I wanted to help people. Because I wanted to fix everyone. Because I wanted someone to fix me. It never occurred to me that not everything can be fixed. If you spin a coin in the vacuum of space, it will keep on spinning until the end of time. But humans aren't coins. We weren't built for the coldness of space. We were built with a need for friction and warm hearts and a life full of air instead of an atmosphereless empty. Without gravity pulling us earthwards, How could we ever know where to look for home? Without something to hold us back, how would we ever manage to slow down? If you spin a coin up here, it will keep on spinning. But who wants to live forever?
2: Saf! Report! Saf? Are you there? Report!
3: Oh, I really felt that.
2: Okay, was your core damaged?
3: My core is unaffected by the blast. Structural integrity remains mostly intact. The stubbled storage hold has sprung a leak but I have sealed off the area. Pressure remains nominal throughout the station. The Starboard Airlock Access Corridor...
2: That's where Mika is.
3: Yes. The corridor is partially collapsed. The structure is not stable. The area should be secured immediately.
2: Scan for life signs.
3: Scanning. Scanning. Life sign detected.
2: (laughs) She's alive! Oh my god, she made it! Oh god, uh, is she responding? Uh, What's her status?
3: She has lost approximately 0.7 liters of blood, but appears to be conscious. Surgery is recommended. Should I call Dr. Armstrong? Uh,
2: Send out a message across ship. Mayday, mayday. All crew of the Starstrider, this is acting Captain Kasana speaking. I require immediate medical assistance in the starboard airlock access corridor. Repeat, I require immediate medical assistance in the starboard airlock access corridor. Captain Harris is injured. Over and out.
1: Sasha. I mean, Captain Kasana. We came as soon as we got your message. Where? She's in there. In. Oh my god.
4: It- it looks like the whole corridor is caved in on top of her.
1: Yeah.
2: So, we've got to be the ones who get her out.
3: I
1: don't know.
2: Saf, what are Harris's
1: vitals?
3: 0. 0.8 liters of blood have been lost. I cannot measure a pulse rate, but her breathing is unsteady and her body temperature is approximately 36.5 degrees Celsius.
1: Does she seem pale? Sweaty?
3: Something like that, yes. You humans have such disturbing methods of deterioration.
1: She could be going into shock. We haven't got time to wait for the rubble to be cleared. She needs medical attention. Now! I'm going in!
2: Hey, 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 hey! Whoa, 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 whoa! Let go of me!
1: There's a woman in there who needs
5: my help! It's my duty as a doctor and I can't stand by and let- Dr. Armstrong, please. You can't possibly fit in there. You're a bit too... tall. Well, goddammit,
1: Darcy, what else the hell am I supposed to do? Just let Harris die? No. I've got a
5: solution, but you're going to have to trust me.
2: Alright, let's let's hear it. I can do with some solutions right now. Come on.
5: We need to start clearing away the rubble. But someone needs to get in there and administer emergency first aid to Harris. It's obvious, isn't it? I'm the only person both small enough to get inside and with the medical training required. I should go out of the question. It's the best idea we have, and you know it. It's too dangerous. You aren't properly qualified. I won't be able to properly assess the situation. I'm the only one who can fit, aside from Gabriel, but you know he can't make medical decisions. I'll take a communicator with me, and you can talk me through everything. She's got a point, Doc. I don't know. Lee, please, trust me. Ah, okay, okay, I trust you. But you keep
1: in contact the entire time, you got that? I want to hear everything that goes on in there. I will.
5: Hand me the supplies. See you on the other side. Jesus. I
1: really hope she knows what she's doing.
4: You know, Dr. Armstrong, I think she usually does.
1: I just hope you're right.
5: Darcy, hold still. I'm coming closer.
6: Darcy, what,
5: what, what the hell happened? You were a hero, you moron. You got the bomb outside, but the reverb caused a partial collapse of the starboard airlock access corridor. <laughs> is,
6: is, is, is the exterior holding... Is, is, is everyone Okay. Everyone's
5: fine. It's you we're worried about. You've lost nearly a litre of blood. Oh.
6: Why isn't Armstrong
5: here? She can't fit through the debris all that time at the gym. You'll have to make do with me. Speaking of Armstrong, though... Dr. Armstrong, I'm here. Harris is conscious and responding.
1: Good. Where's she bleeding from?
0: Hey, Armstrong.
1: Hello, Harris. Darcy, vitals.
0: Let me just move.
5: Oh yeah, I see it. That's pretty nasty. Report. There's a spike of metal here that's punctured her left shoulder from the front, just under the collarbone. It seems to have missed any vital organs, but- Don't
1: take out the metal. It's probably the only thing keeping the blood inside. Keep pressure around the wound and do your best to keep her warm and responding. And don't move her, for God's sake. Wait until we can get there. (laughs)
6: You you sound stressed, Armstrong. You should should try yoga or something. I'll consider it. She's probably
1: on her way to going into shock. I'll try to pass some fluids and an IV through to you.
5: Got it. I'll take care of it.
1: And Darcy, please take
5: care. Don't worry. You just make sure that rubble gets cleared. Eldridge out. Here, this is so you don't freeze to death. How are you feeling?
6: <laughs> it hurts.
5: I'll make sure you get some painkillers. You're tough, Harris. You'll pull through this, and for what it's worth, I'm sorry I said all that stuff to get a rise out of you. You're more than just an Eshian pawn. You're one of the strongest people I know. And you're a good captain. The best. Uh, thanks, Darcy.
6: Like I know you you did that whole betrayal thing and all, but you've you've kind of made up for it everything. You know? Yeah,
5: I know. Okay, I've got to keep you talking. Tell me about nerd things or something. Who's your favorite Space Wars character?
6: Oh, it's Star Wars and it's Luke Skywalker. Obviously.
2: <sighs> she's gonna be fine. She's uh, she's gonna be fine. She's gonna be fine. She's gonna be fine.
4: Sasha? Are you okay?
2: Everything is under control. That's not what I asked. Well, what do you expect me to say, Gabe? That I'm, uh, I don't know, perfectly fine? Because I'm not. I'm supposed to be... I'm supposed to be in charge of everything and keeping us all together, but I just...
4: I believe that Captain Harris will survive, Sasha. And you know I don't like lying.
2: But what if... She doesn't? I've barely gone a day without seeing her in my entire life. We've always done everything together. Mika's like my sister. I mean, she, even better, she's closer to me than my actual sister. And if she dies, then what? How can I go on plugging away in a world where Mika isn't alive? She did this to protect me, Gabe. Just like Kardish. What the hell am I to do if another person dies just because they were they were trying to protect me?
4: Would a hug help?
2: You, you, you don't like hugs.
4: Yes, but you do. I'm willing to make an exception.
2: Yeah, I, um, I guess that would help.
4: Are you feeling any calmer? A little bit. (laughs) Good. I remember when you came and talked to me after Darcy got hurt. I shouted at you and told you to go away, but you still came back and tried to make me feel better. You spend so much time thinking of others, Sasha. Let someone think about you for a change.
2: Uh, thank you.
4: It's my pleasure. It isn't often that there's a non-AI problem I can fix. Now tell me, what else can I do?
2: Uh, well, uh, we need to start clearing debris from the hole we've already made. See those ceiling panels we stacked over there? We can use those as supports to widen the way through. Got it.
4: I'll be glad to have something to do.
3: Zap, report. Little has changed since my last report. Tell me anyway! Fine. 0.9 liters of blood lost, breathing a little shallow, and her body temperature remains at approximately 36.5 degrees Celsius.
1: Did Darcy get the IV going?
3: She stuck a needle in Harris's epidermis, yes.
1: Is she in any pain?
3: Well, how am I supposed to know?
1: You're the one who seems to enjoy causing other people pain. Figure it out! (sighs) I'm sorry. That was uncalled for.
3: What will happen if Captain Harris dies?
1: Can't you ask Gabriel?
3: I'm asking you.
1: Ugh, fine. I guess Sasha officially becomes captain. We hold a funeral. We try to complete the mission.
3: You want to complete Mission Swallow even knowing what its original purpose was?
1: Of course I fucking do. Why? Because no matter what sort of political gain some asshole Eshian intended to use me for, getting back to Earth was what I signed up to do. And it's what Harris wants. So no, we're not turning back now.
3: I see. You humans are very interesting. Every time I think I understand you, you say or do something that forces me to completely reevaluate my perspective.
1: What would you have me do then, smartass?
3: Well, the logical response to this situation would be to seal off this corridor and blow it away from the ship in a controlled demolition.
1: So you'd have us blow
3: Harris up. Right. The odd thing is, I wouldn't. I believe I would miss Captain Harris's guidance aboard the ship. Although it goes against all sensible protocol, I believe I would prioritise her life over the stability of the ship. It seems that I am also lacking in logic. Oh. That's better than I expected it to be. Do you require that I engage in further small talk? Gabriel thinks it helps to distract people from uncomfortable situations, although neither of us are entirely certain of this.
1: I'd rather you didn't.
3: Oh, good. I was running out of things to say. I was almost ready to resort to platitudes.
5: Hey, Harris. Harris! How are you holding up in there?
6: What's going
5: on? You're fading a little there. I need you to keep talking. I
6: don't want want to talk. I'm fucking fucking tired.
5: Yeah, I know, but life is crap sometimes. Humor me. Tell me more about weird earth poets.
6: Taurus.
5: Give me a break. Harris, please. You have to try. Just five minutes. Minutes. Just... Let me sleep. Oh, for fuck's... Okay, okay, hang on. I've got an idea. Here's the communicator. You can talk to Armstrong until I get back. If that doesn't wake you up, I don't know what will.
6: Darcy, is that you? No no it, it's it's me,
1: Harris. good, how are you feeling?
6: Uh, it's terrible
1: Well, you do have a metal pole in your shoulder. I'd say that's justified
6: can you can you just can you just tilt our seat let me take a nap for five minutes.
1: Uh uh, no way, Jose. You better keep those eyes open.
6: Tired.
1: I don't care. Doctor's orders. Captain?
6: Ugh, fucking dictator.
1: (laughs) I'll take that as a good sign. Sasha? He's doing well. He makes a surprisingly good acting captain, for the record. Good. Hey! You better not be passing out on me, Harris.
6: Uh, just, 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 just want it over. Just let me.
1: No, you're fighting. Do you hear me? We're so close to getting this whole thing enough. Don't you dare give up on me now. Not after all the shit we've just dealt with.
6: Why shouldn't I? This was turned to get a fucking break. Why should? And
1: my rest. Because. Because. Because there's some good in this world. And it's worth fighting for.
6: Did you. Did you just quote Lord of the Rings to me? Maybe. Oh my god. You did. You totally did. I swear I will never forget this moment. Never. For as long as I live.
1: Harris, you are such a predictable nerd.
6: For God's sake. We've known each other for long enough. Call me Mika. Uh.
1: Okay. Then you can call me.
6: Lee. Alright. Lee it is. <laughs> God. Ah What is it? Short shoulder... Fuck it hurts.
5: Right, I'm back. I've also got you some morphine, which I'm sure you'll appreciate. Is that Darcy? Yes, Doctor. I've got the morphine ready.
6: Good. <laughs> please. <sighs> <laughs> oh, 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 that's just better.
5: It better be. That's the good stuff you've got in your veins. It's not just for anyone.
1: Sasha needs my help. I have to go. Let me know if anything changes, Darcy. Armstrong out.
6: Uh, I feel like Princess Crow.
5: Oh, have you noticed the thing in your shoulder then? Sasha's bought the big laser cutter up from engineering to deal with it. We can't pull it out until you're in surgery, so we're going to have to sedate you, then cut it free before hauling you down to medbay. Should be simple enough, right?
6: Darcy, I'm so fucking tired.
5: Yeah, I know. I brought you this. Is, is that... An Eschian reverse transmitter? Yes, it is. Did I steal it off them while we were rewiring the Eclipse? You bet I did. Let's discuss moral implications later. There's someone you need to call. Mom's
6: gone. She's not answering calls.
5: Something tells me that she will now. Go on, I've already found the right code.
7: Hello?
6: Mom? Mika, darling. Oh, I knew it would be you. Uh, are, are you okay? Are
7: you safe? I am, I promise. I'm sorry I couldn't answer you before. I had to go, go away for a while. But I'm here now. How did you even get this number?
5: I I didn't. Darcy. Darcy, as, as in Eldridge? Uh, yes, Mrs. Harris, that's me. I remember your
7: parents. So young. They were so brave. You should be
5: proud. I am, but you should explain to your daughter. Mom, what's what's going on?
7: Mika, I'd hoped to spare you this. I tried to talk Kalish out of sending you on this mission, but he knew what he was doing. You know I've worked with the Resistance in the past, but we've become increasingly more active since you left. I've had to go underground for a while. I, I can't tell you where. The resistance, they're they're looking after you, right? Well, it'd be more accurate to say I'm looking after them, but yes. Mika, are you okay?
6: No. I'm not doing great. There was was an explosion in in my shoulder. God, it still hurts.
7: What do you need, sweetheart?
6: I need... To rest, (laughs) I just want to rest. I'm done.
7: I'm done. We're here for you, Mika. I'm here, your father's spirit, and the eldridges, too. Every soul in the resistance is here listening, and we know you can survive. We're here to help. You can do this, just keep fighting. I can't. I can't do it. I'm so tired. You can, Mika. You can. We're here for you, sweetheart. We're all here for you. I'll never let you go. You've come so far, Mika. Just try to hold on a little longer. Can you do that?
6: <sighs> I can
7: do it. Just hold on to the sound of my voice. Think of home. Somewhere, nestled in an orbit around a young, yellow sun, is a small, blue-green planet called Earth. It's not the biggest planet. It's not perfect. There are avalanches and tornadoes, forest fires and hurricanes, but it's the most beautiful planet you've ever seen. Its surface is brimming with oceans of the brightest blue, teeming with wildlife... Trees erupt from the ground higher than you could ever think they could grow. And although this beautiful planet suffered and was charred and mangled and disfigured by the people who loved it, one day the earth will heal. And once again, it will welcome life into it with loving arms. This hope sustains us. This hope nourishes us. This hope keeps us whole. The earth is forgiving and she will recover. We will recover with her. This is the beginning of a new era, and you will be the one to usher it in. I'm so proud of you, Mika. You've done so well. You're almost there. I love you. I love you, too. Don't worry about me. Knowing you're safe gives me everything I need. Goodbye, Mika. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye. I think I
1: got it! Sasha, I need you in here to help with the stretcher. Darcy, here's the sedative. You know what to do. Have we got the laser cutter? Okay, here's the plan. Gabriel, Darcy, hold her still while Sasha cuts through the metal. And then we'll ease her onto the stretcher. Darcy, the minute you finish with that needle, run ahead and prep the lab. I need all hands on deck with you three. You got that? Darcy, is she going under? Okay, on the count of three. One. (laughs) You think she'll pull through? Oh yeah, no question about that. Harris is a fighter. She'll be up and doing in a day or two, if she has her way. She's got you to thank for that. Don't sell yourself short. If you hadn't gone in there and administered treatment yourself, we might have been looking at a completely different story. I just did
5: my best. You gave me the instructions. Thank you. For the surgery? No, just... Thank you. For seeing a different side of things. Well, thank you for choosing to trust me. You're welcome. Do you know something? I think our luck is finally due for a change.
2: Hey, Gabriel. I wasn't expecting to see you out of the AI core for, I don't know, at least a few more days.
4: Oh, I'm taking a break. I think we've all dealt with enough near-death experiences for the time being.
2: I most heartily agree. Hey, is uh, is that a bean roll?
4: Here. I already had one.
2: Mm. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best, Gabe.
4: You're welcome. Is the course set, then?
2: Yeah, that's what I came here to tell you. Course is officially reset for Earth. Mika's thrilled about it, of course. One week's bed rest, and you'd think she'd been forced into exile the way she's been complaining about it. I think she's up in the bridge still, just, uh... Staring. (laughs) Nerd.
4: It feels strange, not having any emergencies to deal with. Saf's fine, the hull is repaired... Everything's in working order.
2: Hmm. Seems like the perfect opportunity to teach you how to tell a really, really good ghost story. Saf.
3: Oh, yes, Gabriel. Sasha has taught me an excellent one about an Eschian, a human, and a bloodthirsty wolf bat that howls in the night.
1: Hey, I thought I might find you here.
6: Hey, right back. I was just... looking.
1: Really? You can see it from here?
6: Sure. Look over there. On your eleven o'clock. There. Can you see it?
1: The yellow smudge over there? That's it? Yep. Wow. Doesn't seem big enough to contain a whole solar system. I can cover it with my thumb.
6: It's big enough, and getting bigger, too. Last week, it was the size of a pinhead. Now it's bigger than my smallest fingernail. We're getting close.
1: How long, do you think?
6: Uh, If we keep this speed up, I'd say three or four months. What are you going to do? When we get there, I mean.
1: Hmm, perform some tests, I guess. Take a sample. I'm interested in how the lower gravity field will affect levels of spinal fluid.
6: (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, really. What are you going to do?
1: Um, well, I guess feel the soil. Touch something that isn't metal or sand.
6: What if we land in a desert?
1: All right then, smartass. What are you planning on doing?
6: I'm going to see the ocean. Put my feet in the water, stare up at a blue sky, and feel the air and real, real gravity pulling me to the planet. And then, then I'm gonna eat a banana. You know, I've always wondered what the hell they taste like.
1: You know, beaches have sand too.
6: (laughs) You're the worst. (sighs) Wow, we're really doing this, huh?
1: That we are.
6: It feels like a dream. I've thought of nothing else almost my whole life, but now that I can actually see it, there on the horizon, it almost doesn't feel real. Like if I move too quickly or blink too fast, it'll fade away. God, Lee, I want it to be real so badly. Getting to Earth has been a part of my life for so long that it, it's become a part of me too. and. I'm scared that if we don't get there, if something happens, well, I'm, I'm not sure what I'll be without it. I, I don't really remember who I was before I dreamed it in the first place.
1: We will get there, Mika. We'll get there together. You and Sasha and Gabriel, Darcy and... and me. We're all here with you. We'll help you carry your dreams, and you as well if it comes to it. We believe in you, Captain. I believe in you.
6: I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me.
1: Don't get too used to it.
6: I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. I guess this is the end of life as we know it. We'd better prepare. Out we go. Into a brave new world.
0: Saga is brought to you by Starstrider star Productions. This episode was written and directed by Francesca Mylord Ford. The role of Captain Mika Harris was played by Saina Briar. The role of Sasha Kasana was played by James Oliva. The role of Dr. Lee Armstrong was played by Stacey Cotham. The role of Darcy Eldridge was played by Emily Curtis. The role of Gabriel Gray was played by Courtney Perdue. And the role of Saf was played by Rosie Curry. Our guest star was... Abigail Turner as Hallie Harris. Original music by Joe Ashkari and arranged by Leela Jones-Atkinson. And sound design by Leela Jones-Atkinson. Check us out on Tumblr at Star Strider Productions, Twitter at PilgrimagePod, and Facebook at The Pilgrimage Saga for news, extras, cool stuff, and more. Or check out our website at www.thepilgrimagesaga.wordpress.com If you want to help the crew of Starstrider bring humanity back to Earth, please consider rating and leaving a review on our iTunes page. A big thank you is due to Leela, who has gone above and beyond in the name of sound design this season, and has proven to be a complete legend. Another thank you is due to our cast and other crew, for persevering in the most challenging of circumstances. Finally, thank you to our wonderful listeners. We hope you tune in for Season 3. The Pilgrimage will return starts right around.